Convicted and Convinced, a message from God's Word for you. And now, here's Dr. Dan Gerard. During this time of year, our attention is turned toward Thanksgiving, giving thanks. The word thanks has a number of definitions. It can also mean gratitude. It can also mean appreciation. I love how the importance and benefit of being thankful, manifesting gratitude, was expressed by one of my favorite writers. It's from a work titled Ministry of Healing, page 251. Nothing tends more to promote health of body and of soul than does a spirit of gratitude and praise. May I repeat that? If not for your benefit, for my benefit, because there are times when I need health in my body and I need health of my soul. Nothing tends more to promote health of body and of soul than does a spirit of gratitude and praise. (laughs) One Bible writer was especially inspired by God's sweet Holy Spirit to write much on the subject of thankfulness. And in our study today, we're going to focus on a passage found in a letter that he wrote to his son, in the faith. The passage we're going to study should be especially precious to us in the light of all that this writer had suffered because of his decision to be a follower of Jesus Christ. It's recorded that he had suffered and received 39 stripes on five occasions from a whip. He was beaten with rods three times. He experienced shipwreck three times. He experienced perils at the hands of robbers and others. He was known to have gone through times of hunger and thirst. And on and on and on the account goes of what he suffered. I suppose by now you know to whom I'm referring, the Apostle Paul. And yet, despite all that he suffered, the Apostle Paul practiced thankfulness for himself. And he also took the time to encourage others to be thankful. It was as his life and his lips flowed with a spirit of gratitude and praise. And in our study today, we're going to zoom in on one passage that illustrates this. For those of you who would like to follow along in your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me to the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 1. And as we go through this passage, we're going to be asking and answering a question. The question is this, why could the Apostle Paul 
maintain thankfulness. And as we look at this question and this answer from the Apostle Paul, I hope that you will apply it to your life as I am going to apply it to my life. First of all, the Apostle Paul could maintain thankfulness because he remembered what he was before Christ enabled him to experience change. I read from 1 Timothy 1, verses 12, and the A part of verse 13. Underscore, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord. And then as if someone were about to ask, well, why are you thankful? He begins to enumerate. He says, I'm thankful to Jesus Christ our Lord, who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. So the Apostle Paul is reviewing his life, and he's reviewing his life in order to show the contrast between what he was and what he had become. You see, the Apostle Paul had sincerely believed that he had been doing service for God as he functioned as a blasphemer, as he functioned as a persecutor. And I want you to listen intently as he summarized what he was before Christ enabled him to experience change. It's found in Acts chapter 26, beginning in verse 9. I verily thought to myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus Christ, which thing I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priest. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them, and I punished them oft in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme, and being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. And now in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, the Apostle Paul is expressing his gratitude as he remembers what he was before Christ enabled him to experience change. Have you spent much time lately thinking about what you were and who you were before you experienced change? These verses remind me of a song that we used to sing when I was a young boy growing up in the Pentecostal church. I often sing it now. And sometimes when no one is around and I'm here in the church sanctuary, I play it on the piano just for me. I won't sing the verses, but I do want to sing the chorus. Roll back the curtain of memory now and then. 
Show me where you brought me from and where I could have been. Remember, I'm human and humans forget. So remind me, remind me, dear Lord. I want to challenge you today and during this Thanksgiving season to allow God's Holy Spirit to enable you to remember what you were and who you were before Christ enabled you to experience change. Next, why could Paul maintain thankfulness? Paul could maintain thankfulness because he rejoiced in what he had become through the grace, love, and mercy of Christ. I read from verses 13b down through 16a, but, and I love that word, on the heels of what he's just expressed, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Howbeit, for this cause I obtained mercy. Paul was who he was on the basis of God's unmerited favor. Paul could not lay hold to the credit for his conversion. His conversion was all because of God's mercy and God's grace. If the hymn had been in existence at that time, I believe with all of my mind and all of my heart that, that Paul would have sung it with exuberant appreciation. All that he had Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. You see, my friends, this outrageous condition and behavior of the bigoted Apostle Paul was replaced by a new spirit a spirit of compassion, a spirit of gratitude. And yet, despite all things having passed away and all things now becoming new because he was a new creation in Christ, the Apostle Paul continued to sense his unworthiness, even after conversion. You see, the truly converted Christian never loses sense of unworthiness. And the truly converted Christian knows in mind and in heart that without the continual indwelling of God's presence, the continual indwelling of God's power, that individual will never be able to reveal the characteristics of Christian character. 
I'm convicted in my intellect and I'm convinced in my emotions that it would do us well to reflect often on a statement penned by one of my favorite writers found in Christ's Object Lessons, page 160. The nearer we come to Jesus and the more clearly we discern the purity of His character, the more clearly we shall discern the exceeding sinfulness of sin, and the less we shall feel like like exalting ourselves. And so, I want to encourage you as, as I am encouraging myself to allow God's sweet Holy Spirit to bring to our minds and our hearts how we can rejoice that we are no longer bound in the pits of sin and degradation, but by the grace and mercy of God, we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. And despite that, we are still unworthy. Next, why could the Apostle Paul maintain thankfulness? The Apostle Paul could maintain thankfulness because he radiated as a pattern, a pattern unto others who would yet believe as a result of his testimony. I read the B part of verse 16, that in me, as unworthy as I am, yet being a chief of sinners, that in me first, Jesus Christ might show forth all long-suffering and underscore these words for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on Him to life everlasting. You see, by the grace of God, the Apostle Paul had become a role model. By the long-suffering of Heavenly Father, the Apostle Paul was now a pattern He was an example of what God can do with any person who will submit to God's mercy and God's amazing grace. And just like the Apostle Paul, every one of us can be a living monument. We can have a radiant testimony of the unfathomable love and long-suffering of Heavenly Father. And the Apostle Paul, he never hesitated to express to others the invitation to allow his experience with Jesus to become their experience. I just want to share three verses with you that illustrate this. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16, Wherefore, I beseech you, be ye followers of me. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 17. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. My brothers and sisters, I want to challenge you during this Thanksgiving season as I am challenging myself to have a radiant 
testimony to reach out and invite others to follow your example, to be a role model, to be a pattern of what God can do in any man, any woman, any young person's life. And finally, why could the Apostle Paul maintain thanksgiving? Paul could maintain thanksgiving because he returned due honor and glory unto the one who made it all possible. Verse 17, and as I read this verse, I want you to capture in your mind and in your heart that it seems as though the entire spirit of the Apostle Paul is being lifted into the realm of a glorious doxology, a glorious doxology of gratitude. Now, unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. And this was not abnormal to the Apostle Paul. This had become his consistent practice. As I read the following Scripture passages, I want you to please note how Paul concluded each expression of a glorious doxology of gratitude. Romans 11, verse 36, for of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Romans 16, verse 27, to God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Galatians 1 verse 5, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Ephesians 3 and verse 21, unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Philippians 4 verse 20, now Unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. 1 Timothy 6, verses 15 and 16, which in his times he shall show, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only hath immortality, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Did you take note how Paul concluded each of these passages? He did so with amen. And I am challenging you as I am challenging myself during this Thanksgiving season to allow the doxologies of praise to flow to the one who deserves all the glory and the honor. In our church hymnal, there is a selection titled, Glory Be to the Father. I looked it up in some other hymnals, and in other hymnals, it's titled, Gloria Patri. I want you to listen to the words of this doxology. I want you to listen intently to 
the expressions of praise and thanksgiving. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Amen. Oh, my brothers and sisters, soon and very soon, if the doxology of rending glory and honor and praise is flowing from our lips and from our lives, soon and very soon, we will resound in a better place with the host of all of time giving glory and honor and praise to the one who made it all possible. I can hardly stand where I am today without getting excited about what is soon to take place. Let's allow the doxology to flow even now. In closing, I want to repeat the passage I read in the beginning of this presentation that was penned by one of my favorite writers and then issue a challenge. Again, from Ministry of Healing, page 251. Danny, nothing tends more to promote health of body and of soul than does a spirit of gratitude and praise. As you and I are journeying through this time of year that is designated to encourage an attitude of thanksgiving, I'm challenging myself and I'm challenging you. I'm challenging each of us to make ourselves candidates. Candidates so that our loving Heavenly Father can bring to the surface all that needs to be brought. And I'm challenging us as individuals and as a collective church to allow a spirit of gratitude and praise to exude from lip and life like never before so that this spirit of gratitude and praise will promote health of body and of soul. If you're willing to accept this challenge with me, would you just slip your hand upward so the enemy can see your determination? Amen. Dr. Dan Gerard is the pastor of University Parkway Seventh-day Adventist Church in Pensacola, Florida. Our weekly podcasts are recorded every Saturday morning. Bible study begins at 9.30. The sermon begins at 11. You are invited to join us. We live stream the 11 o'clock service. You can catch that broadcast at our website, universitypkwy.org or at Livestream. A library of previous messages is available on our YouTube channel and on our website. Thank you for listening.